0: Well, look at this. You're here, and I'm pleased because I really dig your company. Hey, guys, it's me, Danny, and you're listening to the Just Saying Podcast. Okay, you guys remember me talking to you about Shikari Richardson, the track star. And how she had been removed from the 100 meter dash because of a failed drug test. And we had the conversation back then about how, you know, the young girl, 21 years old, had just found out that her mother had passed and that, you know, she was saying that she was hurt by the passing of her mother and she decided to... Try to you know ease her pain, which caused her to fail a drug test. That then had the, um, did then made had a decision made that she would not be running in those in that one one thousand meter race. At that time, there was a possibility that she could still run in the relays. Well, the committee has made a decision that she will also not be running in the in the relay. So now she's not going to the Olympics this year. It's a lot of people who would be like, Oh, she should be able to, but there's just so many other things that go along with that, that, you know, because the Olympics is an international thing, we could have so many people from different countries, you know, making the, the, argument that something has happened in their lives as well and they should you know be able to be excused by it also we don't there there you know there can also be the controversy of after she wins was she on drugs she would have to take more drug tests people will feel a way about it 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 is the decision that they came up with I believe last episode, I was saying that I believe that this is a time that she needs to take off for her own mental health. There were some people who kind of felt like, what you talking about? This is what she does and all of these things. You know, she's a a champion and all these things. I just want to say, number one, if I came to work and somebody at my job told me that my mom passed because they had heard the news before anybody in my family or one of my close friends could tell me. What I know that I would not want to do is come to work. And we may not understand it, but this truck, you know, thing is her job right now. This is how she gets endorsements, which is where she gets her money, you know, all of those type of things. So this is her job. And she didn't feel like going to work. She didn't care about work. And if y'all can't understand that, I don't, you know, I really don't know what to tell you. Your mental health, is, I, I have not uh physically lost my parents. And, but I know a lot of people who have lost their parents and I know people who tend 10, 15 years later, still make Facebook posts to their parents when you know, messages that that they start off like mom, I know you would have, or dad, I can't believe because of how they feel 15 years later. Imagine if somebody told you to go out and do your 150% best the day. Did you find out your mom died or the day after or whatever? It was very close to when she had to run. You would be like, man, this job could kick rocks for real, okay? And so the expectation is that we really just, we're expecting her to be great for us when she needed to protect herself. Now, this comes on the heels of a, a um article that I read in... um Yo Sports, where uh, Simone Bowles, who um, is one of the gymnasts, she's just as good a gym as Shikari. She might even be better than Shikari at track. Um, she was saying that she had to go to therapy two times a week. Was it two times a week? It maybe two times a month. Let me Let me read it real quick. Let me go back. Mm. Yes, she said she was going to therapy, guys, because of all the pressure. She was going um once every two weeks, which would be two times a month, uh, because of all the pressures that come with being a national champion and being a international champion. There's a lot of stress in that. And the expectations of the world for you to be good for them. Because a lot of these things, Um, I also want to include Naomi Osaka, who, you know, we had a conversation about, who decided that she wasn't even going to play uh, tennis in the Opens because she was asking to be able to protect her mental health, health by not doing the interviews. And the Open was like, no, you better talk to these people. And she was like, well i could stay home, don't worry about it. Um th- th- these are individual sports. The re- the running is an individual sport uh unless you're on the relay. Like, you know, it's just like you need to try to beat your your best. You don't depend on another runner unless it's the re- relays. You don't you really don't depend on another person to help you win. Uh the gymnastics is the same. You know, you want to get you get your medals, you get your scores based off of solely what you do. And tennis is the same where, you know, it's only you out there. I mean, yes, there are there are couples, so don't come at me like sometimes they play doubles. I I know, but but overall, this is an individual sport as well. And when you are doing that, you you don't get to just. It, it's not just you though, you, especially when these women are, um, you know, black women and Osaka and Naomi Osaka. I don't know if she is. I'm black, but I do know that she has, she's of an Asian descent. And, you know, that puts her at at a woman of color. And you have to carry the people on your back. We watched that that young girl run at 21 years old. We watched that young girl run, and we all believed that she was running for us. Especially the, the, the people who saw her hair color, saw the nails, we were just like, that's, that's me, or that's, that's my daughter, or that, you know, I, you know, I wish I could have been able to be this free in my career, and we put ourselves in her, okay, and, but, but as soon as she made a mistake, now it's because, now it it became, oh, no, she needs to be able to do this because, you know, it was just the thing, even though a great majority of the people who are feeling like they're in an outrage because they wouldn't let her run are also people who would criticize people who do drugs. If, if it was any other genre of something, if it wasn't, you know, this young black girl, there would be all this criticism about somebody using marijuana. Like, Let's just be honest. Uh, if your child came home and was like, I, you know, my friend was sick. My friend died. We, You know, there's somebody was fighting. Somebody's bullying me. Whatever the reason is. And was like, and so I just smoked some weed or I ate an edible. We would not be sitting here being like, that's understandable. Your job should just let you. We would be going off and then, why would you do that? You know the thing. Like we, it, it, we know that, it's not okay. We're just trying to, we want, what a lot of people want too is that she just gets some sympathy because her mom died. And I don't know if you on TikTok, but when I'm on TikTok, it's it's really famous TikTok to saying like, what's something that you have learned from your job? And the biggest thing people say on the internet is your job do not care about you. You don't be, you know, don't go hard for your job when your job don't care about you. So, you know, at the end of the day, like we, you know, her job don't care about her because the track meet still going to run. It's another woman that's going to run in her place. It's like Olympics ain't going to stop. And so because they're not going to stop for her, she should not have to stop her healing for them. That's how I feel. I feel like, when you get these women who are telling you it is very stressful. It is hard. It is not just the fun that you see me run these couple of seconds right quick. There's a whole nother thing. The whole media thing is horrendous. All of the backlash that these women get, you know how how much negativity this young woman received for just the hair alone. So, you know, this one, she going to sit out. And it's okay because these other women are saying the stresses she needs this for her mental health, and we all need to go ahead on and let them ha- let her have it at this point. Stop, you know, talking, and this leads me to my next my next topic, which is that there are other um. This also was in the Yahoo News that I read. There are other black girls running. There are other black girls in the Olympics. There are other black American, I'm saying girls cause they're younger than me. These are women. There are other black American women and men in the Olympics. When you, when people start to say they boycotting it for one woman, but we have a ton of other women who are, and men who are still going to compete this Olympic time. We can't we can't boycott because there is a rule that we would not we would not say is okay in any other in any other um realm to let somebody be able to you know be okay. And we're leaving out the support for all these other women. I mean, help by itself, Simone Biles is going to be running, I mean, doing her stuff. And we already know that they're trying to treat her unfairly, but she's going. She is not, as of right now, she has not said, I will not compete. So we need to support her. That is what's going to help in people saying, maybe we need to change these rules. Because she's there, all of the support. We are we if we if we say next next go round if y'all not gonna give her the thing, you know if y'all aren't going to judge her fairly, then we will not be there next year. And we could boycott all of what's happening for the next not next year but the next. Four, it comes every four. We can boycott all of what happens for the for the next four, or we can spend the next three years trying to convince them to change the rules so that when the fourth year come up, they have more fair opportunities. There are black women on the swimming team who who will be out there. There are black women running, basketball, gymnastics, swimming. Like there's just so, there 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 will be, and then there will be black people from other countries as well that we need to support. So saying that, that we, people who are saying that they're not going to um, support the Olympics is really letting down, we're letting down a whole slew of other young men and women who have also worked their hardest, who have also abided by the rules who are trying to get their medals and we need to go ahead on and support them. So if you planned on uh <clears throat> not watching the Olympics because they weren't letting Shikari run. Shikari is not upset about it. Shikari is also still holding on to her um endorsements. Nike was endorsing her. Nike said they are not pulling out. So then you will probably see some type of uh, commercials with her on it already because they said they were still holding on they were still going to pay her they were still going to endorse her and so she's not going to lose the money yes yeah, she will you lose the opportunity to to get the medals this year but like I said that mental health is way way better and some of y'all need to start understanding that chasing the bag ain't always important if your mental health ain't ain't um, together. If you, if you need to, you, you might need to stop running and you might need to go sit down on somebody's couch right quick, or sit in front of the laptop and talk to somebody right quick, or maybe not even like right quick. Some of y'all, some of y'all may need more than one. Like I said, Simone Bow said she was going every other, every other week. And so, you know, you might need two three times a month and that's okay that does not mean there that you are bad or you are not you know it just means that you you are not healthy and you need to get yourself to you know to a healthier place instead of chasing the bag all the time you guys we got to go hit on and support these young black people and i love 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 that that they have the strength that there has been opera doorways and pathways open to let them have the space and the strength to speak up and say mentally I'm not okay and I need to do something about that and if that means that I'm not going to be performing for you all that's fine because right now I need to heal me Uh, in my day and age we wasn't doing that Everything was pushed through, pushed through. You got it. Be a strong black woman, superwoman cape on. And we was falling apart and did not have the space to say it. And now I'm very happy that these women do. And I would like to take <coughs> their a page out of their book and learn how to speak up when you need the help. Because I know a couple of people who didn't had some breakdowns and they had to do them privately and because they were ashamed of the fact that they were not being able to hold up to the superwoman um, expectation but I know too many women who have done it that I don't buy into that anymore I believe that that is some toxic um, teachings and I don't subscribe so if you need help if you are feeling like you are struggling if you are feeling like breakdowns can come to you soon or even if you feel like you've had one reach out to somebody and let them know because it's okay you don't gotta wear that cape every day sometimes you can just put that thing down okay huh you know I thought that Bill Cosby getting out of jail and this was my dumb fault. This is my own dumb fault because I thought that that was going to be the end of what we heard about it. But it it is not. There have been other celebrities who now have let this affect their lives and it just doesn't, it's just why, okay? So let's get into it real quick. This for me is about how a certain age group will show how bad the teachings from their generation could be. Okay, that, I think this—that's what sums this up. So let's start with Felicia Rashad, who was on the Cosby Show with Bill Cosby. Okay, she has been his friend. And one of his supporters this entire time, I believe there was a time that she showed up to court with him or something like that. Don't quote me on that one because I ain't sure. No, I did not look it up. I'm trying to go by memory on that. But um, when Bill Cosby, when it was said that he was going to be released and maybe by that time he had been released, Felicia Rashad tweeted out, finally, justice has been served and everybody went mad, let me tell you why, because some of you might be like, well, that's her friend, why can't she support her friend, if she want to be with her friend, but let me tell you why, Felicia Rashad, just a month ago, uh, maybe like the end of May, the beginning of June, was named the Dean of Fine Arts at Howard University, okay, very prestigious position. And people were like, yes, sis, you know, because Felicia, Felicia Rashad is not a spring chicken. And, you know, we've seen her acting in many things, and that's great, but she done went all the way down, you know, to, um I know this going to sound bad, but she was in Tyler Perry's movie, and it was bad. But whatever. She got this prestigious job. And the problem with that is because it's a college, a university, people are like, there's a lot of, you know, rapes reported on college campuses, okay? How are you a Black woman or even just a woman? And you are supporting somebody who, but for the technicality of a promise, was convicted of and was found guilty of sexual misconduct at at best. I don't remember the actual charge. I don't know if it was rape or if it was sexual misconduct or something like that. But it was all in that same you know foul it was all under the same umbrella and you coming out publicly saying that justice would serve what justice the justice that you're like you it was that's a vague statement are you saying that it was the justice that he was promised that he would not be tried and they tried him and so he needed to be released or are you saying that it's the justice of um we all know he didn't do these things. I believe he didn't do these things. And so it's good that he's getting out. Because, ma'am, let's understand, people can read the deposition. In the deposition, he admitted to doing some things to some women. Now, did he say he did everything that every woman who accused him said? No, but he did admit to doing some things and that was the reason why he was promised to not be prosecuted was because he admit he was going to admit to and and pay some of the women okay felicia rashad out here and you know she made the tweet or whatever and then howard came back and was like whoa 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 sis we we don't won't do that. Now we can't be out here. <laughs> we can't be out here on that on that uh plan. We do not support that. Howard came out quick, like, oh no, we don't we don't support what she's talking about right now. We we are not doing that finally justice has been Thursday. And so, you know, Felicia <sighs> Rashad had to come back out and recant her words to to, um, pretty much say, I didn't realize how insensitive it was for me to say what I said, and, uh, you know, it was a lot of her trying to basically be like, my bad, I didn't mean to, um, I didn't mean to go head on and say what I said. Now, I was reading in the CNN, Um, online, and basically she was saying that my remarks were in no way directed towards survivors of sexual assault. I vehemently oppose sexual violence, find no excuse for such behavior, and I know that Howard University has a zero-tolerance policy towards interpersonal violence, okay? Uh, And so, I guess... that um she also took the tweet down you can't find it you can find people who have screenshotted it but you can't find the actual um thing she also said that she um, plans to engage in active listening and participate in training to not only reinforce the university's protocol and conduct, but to also learn how to become a stronger ally to sexual assault survivors and everyone who has suffered at the hands of an abuser, okay? She also said, I fully support survivors of sexual assault coming forward. My post okay, was in no way intended to be insensitive to their truth. Personally, I know from friends and family that such abuse has lifelong residual effects. My heartfelt wish is for healing, okay? That's what, those are the follow-ups to what she said. Now, there are people who are just like, girl, you doing that to keep your job, you know you believe that these women did Bill Cosby wrong and all of this stuff, and so people are still kind of like I'll ride with her. I don't. I'm 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 done. One of the reasons why some people are riding with her is because of Claire Huxtable. But we got to understand Claire and Cliff Huxtable are not with Felicia and uh, Bill. They are not the same people. Do I feel like um? I feel like she should be canceled on this one maybe because, maybe because of the Claire thing in my heart, I don't, I don't feel like she should be canceled. I do feel like we should, she does need to go to take a lot of training before she can go up there and sit down and be the dean of this university. Uh, I feel like that, because I feel like there is a generation, that generation, where it was all about you know, if you are a woman and you wear certain clothes, you asking for it. If you are a woman and you put yourself in certain spaces, you asking for it. And so in that generation, instead, I, I don't know what the hell my generation be talking about because they be wishy-washy on a lot of stuff. But I know that my my daughter's generation, my children's generation, has been 100% clear on, it don't matter what I wear, it don't matter how I look, it don't matter what I say, it don't matter where I go, you you can't put your, your hands on my body, nothing is inviting you to put your hands on my body, your body on my body, unless I say yes to you, okay, and I you know that that generation didn't come from that that generation came from another place and so you know i I think that there is some unlearning that needs to be done by miss Rashad and I would be interested in seeing how we move forward in this it's all always you know I believe that when it comes to your friends, especially for people in the public eye. Sometimes we jump, they jump out and, you know, saying that they want to support their friends without realizing the backlash it will have on their career. Okay. And, you know, take it, she need to take a page out of Sharon Osbourne's por, uh, book because we all remember she, Sharon Osbourne jumped out there and wanted to support more Morgan and next thing you know her and Cheryl Underwood was having a back and forth on that on that show and then baby girl lost that job because people was like, no. So Felicia better she I mean she tried to clean it up quick and I don't know how it's gonna work, but we're gonna just keep on watching and see. This leads me to um, this conversation about you know this generation, that generation, having very toxic ideas leads me to an interview that Judge Joe Brown did. Child, if you ain't see it, you need to go look it up because this man, number one, Judge Joe Brown. He I only know him because he had a a, a, a um show on like Fox or something. He was like a court show on Fox. And he was always disrespectful. To me, he was always disrespectful on that show. I did not like that man when he had the TV show. He ain't been on TV for a while. I don't know how long, because like I said, I didn't like that man. I, I I watched a couple episodes and was like, this ain't my cup of tea. But he did an interview with um, Mark Lamont Hill. I saw the beginnings of it on... Instagram, but you could go ahead on and pull it up. Go ahead, do your Googles, Mark Lamont Hill, um, and Judge Joe Brown. It'll come up. This man, don't leave your kids around him, okay? Not not your kids like he's a molester, he's not. Please do not quote me on that, but like don't just don't cause what I mean is because you know he gonna say some stuff that you don't want your children hearing, okay, because the the, the, the toxicity. In his conversation, y'all mm-mm, mm-mm, no, so Judge Joe Brown goes on there, and they start they have this conversation about bill cosby and and what Judge Joe Brown was saying was basically that you know there was a thing called there is a thing called sex drugs and rock and roll, and so if you are a woman who puts herself in that space then you basically deserve to get whatever you get from that okay he said that women and he also called them started calling them bimbos um go to these parties they snore drugs and then that they know that they doing that that they gonna have sex and I'm like I don't know if that's how, you know, everybody does, right? He basically was saying that if you are a woman who showed up to any parties where celebrities were, it was pretty much understood that you were going so that somebody there could have sex with you, okay? He also said that all of the accountability is on the woman basically saying that they came dressed in certain ways they came drinking they came taking drugs and so you know sex drugs and rock and roll what what you think gonna happen they gonna get banked on pretty much is what he was saying and i'm listening like and this is what's wrong and this is why there is a generation of people because this is why a lot of my generation still has a warped thought process because that generation is just like, I mean, they're asking for it. Once they show it's pretty much I'm saying like, once these women start getting dressed, they pretty much know they are gonna have sex. That's it. They should have never got dressed and showed up if they didn't plan on having sex with people. And let, don't get me wrong. Do not get me wrong. I do believe that there are a culture of people who do, women, who do want to have sex with celebrities. And that is their right. But there is also a right that we all have to not be in a state where we really cannot give consent. And for somebody to believe that since I didn't say no, it's automatically a yes. Because that's a lot of what was happening with Bill Cosby. He was giving them drugs. And then once they were drugged up, and they now can't say no, they don't really know what's going on, he was then having sex with them. That's where this is. So Judge Joe Brown, let's keep going, because I don't want to keep talking about the Cosby part of it. I want to talk about the Judge Joe Brown part of it, went on to then say that um, Bill Cosby was being mistreated by the actions of dumb women. Uh, Grandpa, let me just let you know. No, sir. He's saying, oh, just because, so these these dumb women go to these parties and find themselves, you know, um, acting like they too stupid to know that they was going to have sex and now all of a sudden Bill Cosby got to pay for the fact that they, they now saying they didn't want to have sex. Yes, that's, What happens? No, we do not place all, but it it is, that culture is a men will be men, boys will be boys. And it's just like, what the hell does that really mean? I like, it's almost like he's saying that if you are famous and you have, or if you have money and women are around you, you have the right to have sex with them, whether or not they want to or not, because they are in your presence. What the hell? I'm sorry, but no. But then Judge Joe Brown turns back around and starts talking about Cardi B. Cardi B is a rapper. A lot of people talk about her music because it is highly sexual. But she is a grown woman with her own husband and her own child and one on the way who makes music for other grown people, okay? And some grown people want to hear Songs about sex, and don't act like I, ah, not me. If you were listening to Marvin Gaye, yes, you do, because that's what you was listening to: sex songs. And if you talking about you don't want to listen to songs about drugs, if you were listening to Rick James, yes you do. Okay, you did, too, want to listen to them. You just want to listen to them the way your generation gave you that those messages instead of the way that this generation gives the messages. It's the same thing. When your parent, when you were listening to it, I'm sure your parents were being like, what the hell? That is too much that we do not be needing that. Sexual healing back in the day was a very controversial line pushing song. It was not that the grandmas and the mamas back then was being like, yes, give me that sexual healing. They was like, "Uh uh-uh, this is nasty music. You need to take yourself to church. And so do not get on Cardi B because her generation is doing the same thing that your generation did. So calm down, okay. Now, Judge Joe Brown was number one called this grown woman who has who we all know used to be a stripper. Okay. She ain't never had a hit about it. That's how she became known was because she was doing um, she was always making messages. While she was working um, at the strip club or when she was getting off of work at the strip club, she was doing a lot of um, posts on Instagram, video posts on Instagram, talking real talk. And so people, you know, recognized her and she got a lot of followers. This is way before she became a rapper, okay, or even a reality TV star. Before any of that, she was a stripper who got a lot of followers for her conversation she has never been in because she has never admitted to being a prostitute at all. And because of the way that she speaks, the candidness that she speaks, this woman is not afraid to say who she is, what she is, what she has done or anything. I would tend to believe that she has not been a prostitute because of the way that she speaks. And she has never said that in her world. Okay. Okay. But Judge Joe Brown decided to call her a um, street walking whore, a street walking hoe, and I was just like, number one, because she was a uh, a um, stripper, you took that to make that she walked the streets at night, which she didn't. If that's what some people's lives lead them to. That's what their lives lead them to, but that is not what she did. And then to call her a hoe again just because she was dancing at a club does not equate. Like we can't just assume that everybody who works at the strip club also prostitutes their body, because that's not the culture anymore. You know, now that may be an, may have been an understanding back when he was twenty, but these young girls don't aren't in it in the same way there are a lot of women who go to the strip club because it is quick money and um they feel like they don't have any other skills that can make them that kind of money and they would like to be around um people who could maybe further their other dreams and aspirations it worked for cardi b because it got her on tv and it got her a you know, it got her a record deal. It it worked for Eve. If we remember Eve, she is a rapper. She is now married to that billionaire. She had television shows. She had a clothing line. She did all of those things that were, um, you know, the springboard for that was her working at the strip club, and then she, you know, was able to use her earnings to pay for her studio time. So like, you know, we can't really, we, we we can't really just decide that somebody is a street walking hoe, because they used to be a stripper. Now, the reason why he brought her up was because there was a point where Cardi, where Cardi B had come on and admitted herself that back when she was a stripper, there were times where her and her friends, Drugged some of the tricks people who who wanted to have sex with them, they would drug them and then rob them, okay? She has come out and said, I understand how wrong it was to do that, and I believe that the conversation was basically Bill Cosby is not admitting that it is wrong to have done what he did. He could say all he wants to that it was the culture then. In that time, it was the culture to drug women. It was it was not seen as drugging women. It was just seen as like enhancing sexual encounters. Fine, whatever. If that's what everybody was doing. But today, because we have learned more, because we understand, you know, that women also have rights to their own bodies, we people have been looking for Cosby to say. It. I understand that it was a culture now, but I do get back then. But I do understand now that it was wrong. I'm sorry that I hurt those women. I'm sorry that those women, you know, pain. And I don't know what it would. I don't know how I would feel if it was my daughter or, you know, something like that. It. it we're looking for the remorse. And so the conversation was Cardi B showed her remorse for those you know, for, for her actions. And that's kind of what kept her still doing, being able to do what she's doing instead of being canceled. Uh, Judge Joe Brown was like, no, she's a street walking whore who violated these men. And I'm just like, so you're saying that if women show up to spaces where sex, drugs, and rock and roll are, if they find they selves drugged and, you know, violated, physically violated, then that's what they ask for because they dumb and they shouldn't have been there. But if men show up in spaces where it's dread, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, because what go on? At, what did he think go on at strip clubs? But, um... In his day, it would have definitely been sex, drugs, and rock and roll. If some of them should get robbed after they went there with a whole bunch of money, then why isn't that the why isn't that just how they should be expected? It's because he does not respect women. He is a toxic male who does not have respect for women, and because he does not respect women. This is how he feels about them. They deserve what they get, but they also cannot get what other people could, what other people may deserve. And that's a problem. I hope that don't nobody never talk to Judge Joe Brown again on nobody's nothing. Because this man needs to go to the same classes that Felicia got to go to. He needs to go head on and see, need to sit on somebody's couch. He need to jump up on somebody's Zoom. And then he need to take some classes if he wants somebody to hear him speak again, because we had had, had enough. I I had three girls and I would dare somebody tell me that my daughters deserve to be violated sexually or any other way because of the way that they showed up in a space. Their body is their body and nobody has the right to put nothing in, on or around their body that they do not consent to. And this man is saying, yes, you do if you decide to take drugs, if you decide to dress prom- promiscuously, uh, if you decide to be around celebrities, it's like, no. And I believe that this is the same culture that had Monique saying what she was saying. We we'll won't get into it because I'm over, I've been over Monique, Um But it's that culture, it is that thinking, it is that path that has, just, you know, decided that people have to be, that, that you can, you can, if you are famous, people just coming for you. I mean, when he says that, you know, this Bill Cosby is being mistreated by the actions of some dumb women, it is just him saying that, you know, He got money and he's a black man and people are coming for anybody coming for him. He sent for people (laughs) and then he's getting what he sent for. Like, why can't that be the conversation? When he brought the drugs, he should have also understood that there's going to be people who don't want to do what he's planning to do. Now, because the last woman, if you all aren't clear, the the woman he was convicted of that just was overturned, the, the conversation was that they were together. She was telling him that she was very nervous being around him. He said, I can give you something to calm you down. She said, okay. My man gave her like three, four or something and it calmed her down. And when she came to he had had um you know some kind of uh interaction with her that she did not consent to I don't think that that's a dumb woman if I want to go meet Bill Cosby if I'm going to have a meeting with him if I want to go lay up with him even if I want to go lay up with you You don't get to drug me so that you guarantee that I have sex with you. Because even if I go to your space to want to lay up with you, Judge Joe Brown, I get the right to say no at any damn time I please. I got the right to say no when I walk in the door. I got the right to say, you know what? I don't want to do this. I got the right to, to sit on your couch and laugh and hee-hee, have two, three glasses of wine, and then be like, you know what? Mm, no, I think I'm going to go home. I got the right to take this into re, to the bedroom with you, lay up on your bed with my bra and panties on, and have you rubbing on my body, and then say, you know what? Mm-mm. I don't want to do this. I think I'm go- going to go home. I have the right to, and this may come as a shock to some of y'all, have your body inserted into my body and still say, I don't want to do this anymore. I would like to go home. And you have to stop whoever you are, male, female, non-binary, however you describe yourself, if somebody you are with says they don't want to do this anymore, from whatever step in it you in, you have the